Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Industry Sunday. This is episode six. Sure is. <laughs> I really wanted to say episode five. It is not episode five. Um, welcome back to episode six. Six. This is your co. <laughs> this is your. <laughs> yeah, that's Kennedy, and the this mo- is Jake Kavan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right before we started this, we um, Jake made me chug a Monaco, and I think it just went right to my head as soon as I did the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kennedy Novi and Jake Kavan. Yes, that's a fun start. I kind of like the way we started that one. Mm. It's so cute. Do you finish this? Just <laughs> <laughs> Don't okay. Do that at work. No sexual harassment at work. Yes, that's not for today's episode. Um, all right. I think I don't know. It's, yeah, what did you do this week? Yeah. We, I mean, we should know. I mean, I did a lot. I mean, last episode I just got back from Key West. This episode I just got back from a road trip from Chicago to LA. And for those of you with Let's bring Disney back into the podcast. No, I think we shouldn't. <laughs> the movie Cards, Route 66, was it inspired this road trip. Um, David moved out to L.A. as well, and we had to take his car out, so I decided to go along for the ride. Um, shout out to David. Shout out to the producer, producer, David. But we took the entire Route 66, which was really interesting. And I, it's nothing like in the movie. Do you care to elaborate? I would love to elaborate. So basically, they built an interstate alongside Route 66. So we kind of hopped on and off Route 66, depending on what state we were in. Uh, When we started, not right now. Please. (laughs) When we started. When we started the road trip, we started in Chicago, obviously. And through Illinois and Missouri, it's kind of a boring route. Because there's not a lot of stuff along Route 66 for those states, from what I'm aware of. Also, I'm from the Midwest. I don't need to see another farm, another cow, whatever. Okay. For those of us who, like me, who are... You don't know what Route 66 is? I don't know where it goes. So, have you heard the song? Should I play the song? On Route 66. Yeah, everybody's heard... There's Route 66 in, like, every fucking song that I've ever heard. Like, that's country-based. Okay, well, it says... um, if you're going from Chicago to LA. Yeah, I know where it ends and I know where it begins. Go I just the don't highway. Know. That's the byway. That's the bit. I don't know. Is I'm it like an is it like scenic? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> then why does everybody want to do Route 66? It just became famous one day. So it was okay, so I know a lot about the interstate system. I listened to a podcast about it once called yeah. From Stuff You Don't Know or whatever a long time ago with my dad actually, who's a listener. But we, so they basically, when they, before they created the interstate system, they had to do just simple highways and everything besides the highways was like dirt roads, basically. So uh, Route 66 was one of the first roads that was paved that connected the West Coast or the Midwest to the West Coast. Like basically drove um, a lot of businesses out to the West Coast. Yeah. Because it was kind of hard to get through the mountains, especially like back in those days where they had dirt roads everywhere else. So Route 66 was kind of like a pipeline. It's, back in the day, it was really popular. Could you imagine you're on your horse and buggy and your brakes go out or something? <laughs> you're, you're going, going down, down the, the mountain. 
<laughs> You're like, oh shit. When they coming around the mountain when they come. The wheel's like vibrating and about to fall <laughs> off and you yeah. like go off like a 600 foot cliff. Oh my God. And it's cold up there. Like imagine not having it's not a heater. Warm. Yeah, no. no. Did you and see any, saw, like elk or any? Like, oh yeah. A moose? Oh, did you saw that video, didn't you? No. I sent you one. Okay, so I'll start from the top. <laughs> the, when, when you were at the... the- <laughs> rainforest cafe is that when you saw the livestock no shut up okay so the first night we stopped in branson missouri because i've always wanted to go there it's like the epitome of tourist traps um it's if you've ever been to like the wisconsin dells it's just like that but it's for southern people is what david and i kind of gathered from our trip wait what have you ever been been to to branson yeah you've been to branson too i've been to branson yeah but you know like you you go into town and it's like all these like giant statues in front of museums it's like really ridiculous like tourist trappy there's billboards all along the the highway getting there yeah it was a lot of weird shit it was super weird i went to um like a amusement park there yeah my well yeah wait what is it called because i saw it when i was looking up silver dollar city oh yes no that's (laughs) or jake that's a separate city from branson that's literally like it's such a big amusement park that they built they have their own zip code i didn't know that but yeah Yeah. no I, i did go there um we basically is it had cheap because the amusement park in um wisconsin dells is really cheap it's like 15 yeah it wasn't person. expensive and it's really good roller coasters it's actually really fun it, it was a blast i went on the it was called the powder keg oh, fastest God. zero to 60 roller coaster at the time i was like seven. <laughs> at back i think there. i was still in a wheelchair when i went there to be honest when i broke my leg oh i forgot you broke your leg mm-hmm I was going to say, when were you paralyzed? Yeah. My grandma did a hit and run in Branson. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's a weird place. And um, we we just saw people from all walks of life. We actually stayed in Missouri like the rest of the next day. And we had a nine-hour drive to get to Amarillo, Texas, which is where we stayed the second night. And we still stayed in Missouri for so long because we were having so much fun. What? else did you do okay so the first night we i got a hotel on hopper it's like an app that has cheap hotels and i figured if i use that app the entire trip i'd get like a free hotel at the end of it for vegas which i did thank you hopper we should give you a free hotel too they give you like a lot of credits because people usually book flights on that app so if you like book a bunch of hotels they give you a bunch of credits for stuff because nobody books hotels to them really oh. or if you rent a car through them it gives you credits whatever but yeah so i got a free hotel in vegas because of it but that's at the end of the story okay. so night one in branson missouri i got a hotel called the king of branson suites or something and we get there <laughs> and i i didn't even really look at the photos like it just it just looked fun i was like whatever let's do a in branson and so we go in and in the lobby, it's themed after Graceland, like where Elvis is from or where he lived. Oh. There were Elvis statues everywhere. And oh. there's a sign next to a stairwell that says Elvis suites up above guests only. Oh. I was like, am I staying in there? Like, what is this? It was a motel. And like, I had to call a number on the front door when we got there at like midnight or it was like 1130 because the lady was like asleep in her room. The, the worker stop <laughs> yes we woke her up and she comes trudging up and it was there was an ice storm in missouri the day before we went there so she's like sliding up the hill and like gets to the top and she's just like not friendly at all like super rude but she got us into our room and it was a conway twitty themed room like you know you watch family guy like family like sometimes peter does the thing where he's like oh this is awkward like let's do a break with our friend conway twitty and it goes into a weird like music video of like no. a country singer you should watch it. Maybe okay. I'll maybe okay. I'll post one. 
But um, yeah, it was, there's a giant picture of him on the wall. Like it was wallpaper of Conway Twitty. So I woke up facing Conway Twitty's face and it was giant. See, all I can think about is we had previously talked about sleep paralysis demons. I feel like yeah. that could be my worst nightmare. I might have developed a new one. I haven't had sleep paralysis since we've gone there, but I'm waiting. Like an like a wax figure of He's- Elvis and Conway <laughs> Titty. What's his name? Twitty? They're making out. Yeah. They're- <laughs> Jesus. No, but it was it was really funny, and it was a nice hotel. So it was from we stayed in motels the entire time, so it was a nice motel. You felt drive right up safe. In Branson, I felt very safe because it was empty. It was a ghost town. So this yeah, brings me Branson's to Branson's only story. a thing in the summer, and you can exactly they have like the duck boats. Oh yeah, no, like it looked really fun. The boats that go from and, like, the water, the pink and then you, you can like drive, like like they drive on land, and then they like go into the water. Yeah, no. I really, we missed out on a lot because we went in the winter, but I figured I'd never, ever go again in my life. So we might as well do it when we're driving by it, you know? Yeah, no, I don't think I would ever go back. It's so expensive. And like, I, I can see that shit in Chicago or LA or wherever. I don't need to go to Branson, Missouri to see it. But I loved you, Branson. You were very fun. But the next day we wake up, we go to the Titanic Museum because I saw it on TikTok. And apparently there's like the, well, I saw that they recreated the grand stairwell from the movie in this museum. So that's the only reason we went. It was like 50 bucks a person. Did you take a picture on it? Yeah, we did. You have to post that. No, it's so, it's, there's such bad photos because we're like in road trip clothes. Maybe I'll still post it, whatever. But you walk in and it took my breath away because it's exactly like to the size. It looks, it looks like you walk into the movie. It was insane. And then meanwhile, there's also, there's actors there. Like I think Branson is home to like people who had these big dreams that just like didn't make it that just ended up in Branson. <laughs> low key but they're really fucking good they're they could make it if they really put their heart into it i know but these actors they were the weirdest part to us was that a lot of them had fake british accents on the titanic museum and we were like a lot of the people on the titanic were going back home to america they weren't like from the uk Like, like do your research yeah, come on, Jesus Christ. And also, I found out the Titanic sunk in three hours, not 30 minutes. So I lied, episode one. I'd still be getting ice cream it's at the sad. buffet, probably, while yeah. it was going down. No, but they were really, really involved. And then after that, we went to, uh, I sent you a picture of this, a video. We went to one of those singing diners that we talked about. Oh, yeah. A was that in Branson? Ago. That was in Branson. And it's funny because David picked it out because he was looking at reviews and it had like the best reviews and the most reviews. So he looks at Yelp and he sees, do they have high stars and do they have like over a thousand reviews? Because if they have less than a thousand, he won't go. So Really? Yeah. Unless it's like, I don't know, like the only restaurant in town. I can see David being one of those serial Yelpers. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was it was fun. We went in there. The food was terrible, but the singers were really good. Like really good, but they were, one of them was like a gospel singer. And the other one was, there was a mom and daughter that worked there, the servers. So the mom was singing gospel and she had all of her CDs, like her mixtapes spread out on tables. And there was a gift shop where you could buy her CDs and the daughter, like you walk in and like, wait, yeah. Okay. Keep keep talking. You walk in, we got greeted by this older woman and she's like, Oh, like I'll take you to your table. My daughter will be right with you. She's your server. And we were both like, what? kind of do they own it no okay it's just yeah i don't know they were but the daughter was amazing she did like a lady gaga song from uh star is born and it was so good and she's 
pouring our sodas in the soda fountain. I could see her while she's singing. While she's singing, she's holding a microphone and pressing the soda machine at the same time. It was insane. That's quite the hustle. I, they probably make crazy money. Um, yeah, probably for Branson. I did. I'm sure they do. But well, yeah, I mean, Branson. Branson, I think, is like <laughs> six hundred bucks for like a three bedroom. Yeah. But I mean, if you imagine, like, if they're serving, because you already make pretty good money serving. Yeah, and then also it's like, and you're selling your mixtapes. I don't think anyone was buying those. But you never know. That's true. And you're singing, which, I mean, honest, like you're just a fucked up individual. Well, if you do not tip your server if they're, if, well, a good just, singer. If they're a good singer, <laughs> if you're not tipping your server twenty percent no. for dinner and a show or brunch and a show or whatever the fuck you had going on. Yeah. But, no, but it was it was funny because I kept thinking about the episode where we talked about Stardust in New York. And I was I was thinking, I'm like, this is probably not what that's that place in New York is like. You did know, did you ever look it up was if kind there's of awkward one in Chicago? I don't know. You should do that right now. But yeah, no, it was it was funny. It was great for like the trip for a memory. Um, would I go back for the food? No. But I would go back to hear the singers again. There was one guy that did a Frank Sinatra song and we thought it was a recording. That's how good he was. Like they were really good. And like the actors in the Titanic were really good. Like I don't understand how Branson found these people. It's actually insane. But after that, we decided to hit the road. Uh, we went to Springfield, Missouri, which is where the, the world's largest Bass Pro Shop is. Uh, we went in there. Is that the one that's like a pyramid? No. That one's, I don't know where that one is. But it wasn't a pyramid. But there was a giant like natural history museum in there. And we went in and we got our tickets and we started doing it. And we thought that it would be like a quick like 30 minute ordeal. We were in there for two and a half hours. Because there were three different museums. One was like a taxidermy museum that was insane. Like you walk through all these different like countries and worlds and like, it was so cool. They had like every animal you could imagine that took us an hour. And then, and we aren't people that stop and read everything either. Like we were kind of moving along. So imagine you go with someone who like wants to read every single thing that's there. There's no chance. Don't no. And then the second one was the aquarium. And if you've ever played animal crossing, it literally looks like the animal crossing aquarium. This was in the bass pro in the bass pro shops. It was like in the back, like it was so massive. And there was literally in the, the aquarium was my favorite part because they had like the ocean and then they had like, um, like ocean fishing and they had like a whale and like they had sharks. a whale. They had a whale statue. Sorry. Bitch, I was about to say they have a whale. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? They just casually have like a sperm back whale floating no, around. It's like a hunchback fucking, whale. Like it's a huge tank. A blue whale. Big old no, boy. they don't. They wouldn't fit in there. No, but they had whale statues that were like to size. So they were hanging from the ceiling. They had like a school of fish swimming in a tornado. Question. What? How big is the statue? Like, is it big? It was like the size of like three buses. It was so big. That's crazy. I know. (laughs) I want to be a whale. But then you go into like florida the everglades type of situation where you're like there's alligators and stuff in there and you're walking along like um like rope bridges above like stingrays and like it was insane like you Did know you get to touch them yeah they let you but i didn't want to i think they take out the stingers yeah but i just ugh. which is so mean i don't want to pet a stingray they're probably slimy and yeah yeah <laughs> no they're not really it reminds me of when I touched a manatee one time. Very gross. I feel like a manatee would have a bit more like rough no. skin. 
Because they move so slow, like algae grows on them. Oh, so they're slimy? Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Did not enjoy it. Jake, if you were a sea animal, I think you'd be a manatee. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, next. Where are we going now? Okay. We're, I'm, I'm so on Route that, 66. I'm following you're along. on Route 66. After that, we start. We get on the road and we decide we're going to go to... We're going to go nine hours since we wasted so much time exploring Missouri. So we go to Amarillo, Texas. We got there at 2 a.m. Uh, we... We're driving. We once we got into Texas, we kind of got sketched out because I think David had like a weed gummy from like a dispensary in Chicago in one of his bags, and for some reason he just got all weird and like panicked, and he's like, "I need to throw this away." Like, I what if a, a Texas cop pulls me over and Man, I get arrested? Shit. No, apparently like it's really illegal there. Like even medical marijuana. Well, it's with. And he has friends that went to jail because of it. With so how he was Texas panicking. works, they it yes, it is completely illegal. But they'll do like Delta Eight, which is like Texas does Delta Eight? Yeah. They had that in Florida. What? It's weird. That's yeah. like worse for you than real marijuana. That's, I don't know. I'm like marijuana. Like I it's not like my CBD there ones for I don't know. I don't th- I don't think it does anything. Ooh, Delta eight is like the crack version of weed. Like it's so bad for you. It's manufactured. Yeah, I don't know. They guess they do it. God, everything is not bigger in Texas. Whatever. Anyways, we were only in Texas for like the night because we slept there. I booked another hotel. It was a motel. It looked really nice on the app. We get there. It's in the parking lot of a Denny's, a Taco Bell, and a KFC. And all of them were open 24 hours. So you got a couple rats cooking at Denny's, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It was disgusting. The motel room was on the bottom floor, too. The other one we had was on the top floor. So we got to walk up to it. And it was like away from everything this one we could hear everything all night i could hear like people yelling in the parking lot like drunk people at denny's like all night and the room was disgusting there was like stuff on the floor and like the bathtub like felt like it was gonna cave in in the middle of it because it was a cheap bathtub so i'm standing in there trying to shower and i had both feet on the sides of the, the shower or the bathtub because i thought i was gonna fall through the middle of it so i needed to brace myself Oh, I would have felt. I would have wanted a loss. And they had two shampoos and no conditioner in there, and I forgot my conditioner for this road trip. So you know how bad my hair was? Well, Kennedy, I'm going to give you a reality check real quick. Okay. It's a fucking motel. I didn't know Amarillo, Texas was not a nice place. You're not staying at like the fucking St. Regis. Yeah, but I just expected (laughs) it to be like a little dirty, but not enough for me to notice it so much. And I didn't really notice it at night because I was so tired and like I just needed to sleep. When I woke up the next morning, and I kid you not, I didn't sleep on the, I didn't sleep with the comforter or the sheets. I slept with my tiny little threadbare blanket on top of me. I wrapped myself up in it because I didn't want to touch the sheets. Were the walls like brown from? They were like yellow from cigarettes. Yes, there was blood on the floor, Jake. And I told David, I'm like, what is that? He's like, why does it smell like like vomit in here? I was like, oh my God, great. There's always vomit in here. Like, it was so bad. Somebody had convulsed on the floor the day prior. It was like $40 too. I'm like, well, you get what you pay for. Yep. Let me tell you. God damn. Well, it was fine because then the next day we get up and that was the best part of the trip. So we drive through the rest of Texas, which was like another two hours. We get to New Mexico. We went to Albuquerque. And we looked up online where all the filming locations are for Breaking Bad. And we went to most of them, like the big ones, like the car wash, Hank's house. We went to um, Walt's house. And we saw Jesse's house. So those are the ones we saw, really. And Saul. Saul have you seen this show? Nope. All right. Well, Saul is like the lawyer that also has a spinoff called Better Call Saul. And we saw his lawyer office. 
Um, but the woman who lives in the main character's house, Walter White, she's the daughter of the woman who like lived there when Breaking Bad was starting when they asked her if they could film there. Like she's the one that signed off on it. She loved it. She loved mm. having visitors, but eventually it got to a point where people started. There's one scene where they throw a pizza on the roof of Walt's house. Like Walt does. And so then fans of the show would start visiting Albuquerque and throwing pizzas in their yard and on their house. So this woman that inherited the house from her mom who passed away, I think only like a couple years ago. It's really sad. But she built fences around the house. There's like security cameras. There's signs that say, take your photos from across the street. And apparently, according to TikTok, this woman stands outside every single day and like yells at people that drive by. And we got yelled at. <laughs> you got yelled at by her? Yeah. I have one photo. It's her yelling Wait, at me. Wait, that's kind of iconic though. Yeah. Like I'm getting like, yelled at by this Well, and people, people were messaging me too because I put it on my Instagram and they're like, why, does, why did she buy the house? I'm like, she did not buy the house. She inherited it. But she could probably sell it for so much money. Like, yeah, Why doesn't she? She likes the know. attention low key. I think she might. I think she likes sitting out in her yard and like yelling at people. Maybe and that's what she gets off to. Maybe that's her cake. <laughs> no. But you guys should actually go on YouTube or TikTok and look up videos of this lady. Because I looked at some that were insane. Is she kind of scary looking? Or? No, she looks like a really nice lady. Because we pulled up and I wanted to say hi to her. Because I was like, oh, like we're just passing through. Well, you bring her like some cupcakes or something. Like a decent human. A pizza? Not a fucking... I'm sure <laughs> she's so sick of pizza. But if you got her something nice. Like flowers or like something. I'm sure she would love... Well, how am I supposed to know she's there? I had no clue when we pulled up. We were like, wait. And well, they redecorated the house. They painted it so it looks different. They resided it. The roof is different. Like they're doing their best to get people to stop coming by. Wow. Hmm? And all the other houses, Jesse Pinkman's house, Hank's house, nothing. It's like no one even lived there. They probably don't. Oh. Is Breaking Bad like off of a true story or something? No, it's just like one of the first pieces of television that was like incredible like very well done like it's like a movie and i've i just recently started watching it like a few months ago so this was very fresh to me when i went and saw it mm. it's like the camera angles are really cool like it just is very well done the story is cool you need to watch it mm, okay you'd like it i think you'd I'll like it, it a shot. okay well then after that we got out of albuquerque because i saw like 10 drug deals through the hand kind of scary we, we had to hit the road and then Keep we a, what kind of drugs like, I don't anything, know. Anything like worth like? I don't know. Circling back for it? No, no I don't think so. <laughs> Not no. Um, and then we went to Flagstaff, Arizona, which is something that I noted because it was one of my favorite parts of the trip. It's like a ski town. Like you, you don't. And we drove up there at night, so you don't realize that you're going up into the mountains. Uh, we get there. It's like a college town, so the bars were kind of weird. The servers and bar staff were like angsty teenagers but the food was good the drinks were really good like it was it's, it was worth a stop and Black our hotel was awesome yeah. is have you been there beautiful no i've just seen pictures our hotel was wonderful we had it was had a, um it was like a ski chalet hotel so there was a sauna there was an outdoor hot tub that it was an outdoor heated pool but it was like a cold plunge pool so you jump in and it's colder than the hot tub so you get in the hot tub right afterwards I don't like that. yeah we didn't do that we did not. We just enjoyed playing Scrabble and drinking coffee. And then okay, we, so what was the next stop? The next stop was Vegas. So this this whole part was so beautiful. Like, well, we went to the Grand Canyon, then Vegas. Grand Canyon was weird. It was snowing in the Grand Canyon. Then an elk wrote, like ran past our car, and I thought it was a moose. I thought it was a female <laughs> moose. I don't 
know what a female moose looks like. They look the same as a male moose. With no antlers. I know. I, when I Googled it, I felt like such an idiot. And there's a video of me saying, it's a moose. And it's clearly an elk. <laughs> I haven't seen this video. You have to post I thought I sent it, it to you. Post post I'll post it. You have to post it. I will. I will. Okay. Um, so yeah, Grand Canyon was whatever. Um, we saw an old lady fall and break her hip though. And so wow, David and I had to fun. hold her up while we waited for the ambulance. So that was fun. We were there for five minutes and some old lady breaks her hip right in front of us. So we, we barely saw the Grand Canyon. Okay, so <laughs> how did you, what happened? Like, did she fall? She fell and hit her hip on the side <laughs> of a, I didn't tell you this. No, I know the old lady fell. I just she fe- Okay, so she was taking a picture with a selfie stick. And then she's... <laughs> I should laugh. I'm not laughing. She was by herself. I'm not laughing. She falls, hits her hip on this like brick wall that's supposed to be like a bench to sit on or something. And then we heard it pop because we were standing... We were the only people right next to her. Like there was another couple people like a little oh, further yeah. away. When we heard her go, oh, and then she fell to the ground. And then I was like, David, help her. Like I, every time something happens, I make, I make David be the chivalrous man. But, so he know. goes up and he's holding her up. We're on a decline. Like if he moved, she would have rolled into the Grand Canyon. I kid you not. Stop. We were on an overlook spot. So that's why she was taking photos because oh we were right God. next to the edge. How yeah. How old was she? Uh, 75. I only know because she told the EMTs. Her? No, we, we had to oh. ask for the EMTs. Yeah. And um, she's laying there and then we're like, is your back hurting? Like what's hurting? And then there was, by this time, a park ranger, actually the bus driver from her bus came up and they were like, are you alone? Do you have friends here? She's like, no, I'm alone. I'm just on like a bus tour oh of the Grand God. Canyon. So they, the bus driver comes and she's like asking her what hurts. And she said, it's like her upper leg, like the top of her femur bone. And we were like, that's your fucking hip, bro. That's not your femur bone. Like, It's not just one long bone. No, she's like, it's in my, like, the joint of my femur. I'm like, and then she proceeds to tell us. Yeah. Well, then she's like, I broke my other hip a year ago. Oh. And we're like, well, you fucking broke your other hip. (laughs) Does it feel like when you broke it a year ago? And she's probably like, yep. No, she, like, was in denial. Like, she didn't want to, like, admit that she broke her other hip a year later. And they were like, how'd you break that hip? She's like, I was on a trip to Zion National Park. (laughs) So I, maybe this is this lady's kink. Is to break her hips while she's in national very, parks. Very large pieces of rock. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> what she's into. Um, need some calcium. Yeah, no, but then yeah, we left. We we took some pictures and we had to get on the road again. Went to Vegas. Have you ever been to Vegas? Like seven or eight times. Can you tell me what you think of Vegas, and I'll tell you what I experienced really depends on what kind of experience you're trying to have in Vegas. Um, first time I went to Vegas was my 21st birthday. Uh, I was uh, staying at the Flamingo Hotel, which was quite the experience with staff. Um, smelled very heavily of cigarettes, which I was like, hmm, this is kind of reminiscent of my childhood. Secondhand What's smoke. the Flamingo Hotel? It's the pink hotel on the strip very pink when was the last time you were there uh, a couple years ago i didn't see a flamingo yeah. hotel it's farther down it's a kind of kind of across from uh, bellagio oh okay yeah i didn't really go down that facing far. east yeah okay. can't really no um <laughs> <laughs> we yeah we went there 
Um, we did like a lot of like clubs. I'm not much of a gambler, so I just like did more of like the clubs and stuff. Yeah. Um, I went there one time for a bachelorette party. I went there for New Year's. I went there during COVID because it was the only thing that was open. <laughs> Probably looking back at it was not a very responsible decision, but whatever they let me go i got on a flight and i left like that's their fault i forgot that's when you like booked the flight at 4 a.m and went at like 6 right yeah <laughs> well, it was like 8 30 when the flight left but yeah oh okay i didn't know basically that. The same i didn't thing. know it was that late in the day no this was at 4 a.m and they left at 8 30 a.m <laughs> it was not late in the day um but it was yeah that was nice uh yeah no i've been there quite a few times um the i don't know speaking of which the promoter scene and like the bar scene the club scene were you there on a weekend i can't remember oh, i went there one other time too was it a have you ever been there on like a friday or a saturday yeah, of course or have you been there on like a monday or a tuesday i've been there on weekdays um i have also been there on weekends i've also been to like the burbs i've been to like summerlin <laughs> why older person with money um, oh no <laughs> no episode two uh, yeah we're full circle here we go different oh man uh <laughs> i've been like off the strip i've actually off the strip is a, a lot of fun it's much cheaper like if you're going to restaurants and bars and clubs um it's actually a really pretty good time to be honest yeah i was gonna um, mention that actually too it's t- 10 times cheaper like everything outside of the strip is actually very reasonable um and the hospitality is great. Everybody's really nice. Um, versus like on the strip where you're dealing with like huge honcho, like aggressive, like security promoters. Yeah. Like you're spending $60 for a fucking drink at Omnia. Oh my God. I, I mean, you can, you can definitely have a lot of fun off the strip at Vegas. Um, but yeah, no, I've been all over Vegas. I've been up in the hills hiking. I'm, I spent, I don't know, I've been there one too many times. <laughs> yeah, so when we went, we got the free hotel at Excalibur. It's like the castle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, it was David's birthday, so I thought he'd like that because he likes like Zelda and like knights and all it's that. not like that. Though, and like, so. what is it, like sword in the stone or something, Robin Hood, whatever. No, it was not. It's not like that. No, I thought the room all. would be like a fun theme. It was like, it was a nice room, actually. I liked the room. But the I've never been to Vegas. This is my first time. It was a Monday night. We get there, um, find out the parking is like twenty bucks. We're like, all right, well, and so much for the free hotel, whatever. And then they charge me fifty bucks to hold the room. They charge me a fifteen dollar re- resort fee. So I ended up paying like seventy five dollars for the room. But they refunded the fifty bucks because it's just a deposit. Yeah. It's all, it's, yeah. But anyways, yeah, so we, we get there. It was like 6 p.m. when we got there. We saw the Hoover Dam right before that, which was scary. I never wanted to return there. I have not there. seen that yet. I was going to go one year, but I just never... I was too hungover, to yeah. be honest. Well, I don't know if any of you have been there, but it, at night, it it's empty. No you one goes. Night? Yes, that's when we got to Vegas. That's the only time <laughs> we could see it. So we pull in, and they search your car, because like, I think there's a, a bomb scare, because like, that, that provides water to a lot of people, and power yeah, to a lot of people. You could have a bomb at the Hoover Dam. That'd be fucking crazy. Yeah, no. It would, it would fuck the shit up. No. But anyway, so we, we go in, and we had to go park in an empty parking lot and walk back to the Hoover Dam. And it felt like we were in like a scary James Bond movie, like in the villain's lair, because those giant, those giant towers behind the dam, and like 
it just was isn't it eerie. windy yeah it was really windy i almost like dropped my phone because i was taking a video and like the wind gust came and it like comes up yeah down. yep it like flies up into your face or behind you but yeah it was scary and then so vegas we were walking around and we wanted to get dinner for david's birthday but we didn't want to ball out because we'd like spent a lot on vacation already we wanted to save it um so we were walking and david goes oh my god look over there next to planet hollywood and i look up and it says rainforest cafe oh my god i was like are you do you want to go there he's like yeah like i've never been like i haven't been to one since i was a kid you've never been let's go so we go in the host is like, do you have a reservation? We were like, no. She's like, okay, two people come with me. We go up to the Rainforest Cafe because it's like a split level type of situation. And the room is empty. There's no one there. We're the only people in the entire restaurant. They seat us and I, David wanted to sit on the patio. It was like 40 degrees. So I nixed that. And I asked to sit next to the elephant and the, or the two elephants, like the animatronics. And uh-huh. I didn't know about the rainforest that happens every 10 minutes or the rainstorm. Is it like actually rain? No, it just like, have you ever been to one? You've never been to one? <laughs> no. Oh my God. No, it doesn't rain. It just like, like there's a strobe light and there's a thunder noise and all the animals start freaking out. Like, and these puppets are like cheap. Like they, they can move one arm and that's like about it. And they blink. At, like five nights at Freddy. It was like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Five nights at Freddy for sure. Um, the food was okay. The drinks were okay. Um, but it was just funny to be there. And then people started coming in after we were there and we saw one, the Seven Eleven executives came in from their holiday party and they like sat at a table. There were like 10 of them and they were filming to every time there was a rainforest or a rainforest, a rainstorm. Oh, not the Seven Eleven, Like they I know. These people have so much fucking money. I know. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like all like older, like I would say like 50s, 60s people like filming this rainstorm. It was so cute. I loved it. But then after that, we just kind of wandered the casinos and stuff. And we were getting pretty bored because there's no one out. All the shows were canceled because it was a Monday in yeah, the no, winter. Nothing happens on a Monday. No. And then we try to go to Omnia and there's a promoter outside of it. And he's like making the guest list for the next week. And David asked him very nicely, can we just go in and like look at it? And then we'll leave. And he's like, he laughed at us. He's like, no. <laughs> oh, what an know. asshole. I know. You should have dressed up. But that was about up. it. We did go to one t- townie bar off the strip, like what you mentioned. Um, I think it was called like Berlin Bar or something, Berlin something. And everyone there looked like super interesting, like rock and roll, like edgy, like I don't care what you think kind of vibe. And But also the longer we were there, we realized that everyone there was like cracked out, like on like definitely doing bumps in the bathroom. Well, it is Vegas. <laughs> I know. I think they were all like industry workers for sure. But they even had a sign on the bathroom doors like saying, don't go in two at a time. Don't do this. Like, we know what you're doing. So you just passed the bag off. I don't know. They were still, <laughs> every time I went to the bathroom, two people came out. So they weren't really following the rules. Yeah, I mean, it's an attempt, but like, who's really going <laughs> to enforce it? You know? No, but it was a lot of fun. They had karaoke. I saw a guy that looked like Chris Angel, like that mind freak magician yeah, guy. Yeah, I know very eclectic scene i loved it so that's real vegas what's right next there. that was it the next day we drove to la and i got on the red eye and flew home oh yeah that was my trip that was a very long it was a long trip though yeah that was a i long saw a lot story. of shit i think i did, i skipped like half of it too because we saw a bunch of casinos on route 66 
all the towns that we drove through were all abandoned. Like there were like 10 people that lived in each town. It's kind of sad, but it well, was fun. My week wasn't quite as exciting. <laughs> what did you do this week? It was nice. Um, it was my boyfriend's birthday. On Friday, I... What else did I do? Did I do anything else? No. Okay. Should He's going to listen to this and be like, okay. <laughs> I mean, this is what I did. I took him out to to dinner at Bazaar Meat, which is a Jose Andreas restaurant concept. It's so good. It's Michelin it star so good. rated. Have you been there? You it's know, Michelin star rated? Is that new? No, he is a Michelin star rated. Oh, he, okay. Chef. That's what I thought. Um, and he is a Nobel Peace Prize not a recip- recipient. He's doing something really cool this year that I saw, and I can't remember. He what does it is. a lot of charity work, um, like for like people in need and like restaurants in need. The the dude's absolutely insane. But I went to dinner. We our dinner reservation was at six thirty. We get there about six fifteen. It takes like three hours to eat there. We yeah. Well, let me tell the story. All right, go ahead. Barmar, we were downstairs. We I valeted my car we were gonna like get a, a, just a little drink at the bar and then head upstairs host was a little bit passive aggressive she said your reservation was at 6 15 i'm like well what time is it she said 6 15 said okay well i thought it was at 6 30 so we we're just gonna grab a drink I said well you can do that if you want and i was like no it's okay <laughs> we can just head upstairs to the other restaurant like it's not a big deal so you didn't get a drink at barmar we went after dinner okay because i was like we're still gonna go down there um we headed up uh probably had one of the best um dinners i've had ever it's so good it was fantastic um which i don't say i'm like i'm not very like i'm not somebody that gives out like very like easy like ratings um we show up um one of my friends her name's jessica was serving us she's a great server there she does such a good job i'm like envious of this woman she's fantastic yeah so if you ever if any of you ever go to uh, bizarre meat ask for jessica just fucking tip her nice because she deserves it um we get there i she she walks right up to us like she knew we were coming up the elevator which was interesting i think they maybe had radioed up that we were coming up which was cool um our table wasn't quite ready so they sat us at this like cute little like sidebar area and just got to like witness the restaurant poured like two glasses of champagne for us table ends up opening up we sit down i was i don't even shit you the longest dinner of my life we were there for four hours four hours it's an experience and they bring things out slowly it didn't feel like i felt like i was maybe there an hour and a half it was the most bizarre i think that's the whole like mentality we had it was like a lot of bizarre things that they put together and like very interesting setups um the food runners there were immaculate they were very detailed they um everything was always brought out to be like presentation worthy or there was like a story behind it where they did a lot of like i don't know like cool things at the table like even with like a steak tartare and like the way they described things or dry ice, the way the drinks were poured, everything was very, very inclusive. Like you felt very involved with the experience. Um, even down to like the dessert. But yeah, I mean, um, it was probably one of the best dinners of my life. But we it's went so there. good. It and was, 
Like the amuse bouche, is it still the cotton candy thing? I didn't get. I didn't. I didn't get the candy candy. Cotton candy. Cotton candy. I didn't get the cotton candy, but yes, they do still have it on the menu. Okay, so that's like an amuse. They amuse bouche is like the free item you get. Like oh no, I had like a lot more than one free item. Plus, they also... But they brought that out as a surprise, and it's cotton candy, and you eat it, and then on the inside is, like, I think it's foie gras, so it's like duck. it is. But they don't tell you what it is. It's a surprise. Yeah, Yeah. no, they have it on the menu still, but they also do a reprint on their menu every week, I guess. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. The Suckling Pig, they are one of two restaurants in the entire country that have, like, the machine that's required to cook something like that on premise well the cool thing about that place is it's called bizarre meat bizarre is spelled b-a-z-a-a-r like Mm -hmm. oh like bizarre like a fun like little like shopping center whatever but when you go up to the meat counters you can see that they have like a bunch of like like some of the things that are in the meat counter like aren't on the menu it's just like funny meat items like bizarre types of meat is like the whole premise which i didn't know until i went and i saw that yeah it's cool i mean I mean, I don't know what else to say. It was fantastic. They also do offer an industry discount. Yep. It's 25%, which is for a place like that. That's unheard of. Really nice. I mean, like most places. They laugh if you ask. You're lucky if your staff gets 25% off, but um, very accommodating, very nice, very special dinner. I mean, like if you really, especially if you have somebody out of town and you really want to blow them away with an experience, I definitely recommend that place and just yeah but all the servers were great i mean we had servers that just come over just talk to us I mean, and the managers are great i met those managers all fantastic awesome. this is not an ad for bizarre me we just no really like i'm it. just saying this <laughs> was my experience it was it was utterly fantastic um awesome. besides that nothing really much uh, i've just been you've been working a lot it's been working i had an exciting two weeks but now i feel like the next episode is gonna be very boring with my recap because i didn't i'm probably not gonna do anything for the next week yeah well we're still t- into the recap and what how far are we into this much longer than expected yeah well i had a lot to say about route 66 i had my one dinner um uh well what'd you do for valentine's day we just celebrated valentine's day valentine's day i didn't really have a chance to do anything because um, my boyfriend and I were both very busy. Yeah. Um, we hung out, I mean, late late at night on Tuesday, but like not nothing too crazy. Ooh, late night. <sighs> <laughs> but I know you did something more important on Valentine's Day. Um, well, uh, you guys know David just moved to L.A. He flew back on Sunday to surprise me um but all what we did is he he surprised me i was i was surprised (laughs) i was actually in so much shock that i didn't know what to do when i saw him i was like are you real like what is going on and like i was at a bar after work getting a drink with my coworkers too so like i had to go outside to take his phone call and he was standing there so it was really cute but we went to one of those like candlelight shows which is like an orchestra where they have i've always wanted to do one of those don't do it Okay. No, I'm kidding. It was fun. <laughs> you say it like that. It's fun for the first like hour, and then you kind of get bored. I guess I have friends that went to one that was like singers that do show tunes for two hours. But I the one we went to was like an orchestra, which was really cool, like a quartet, like four instruments wow. doing like love songs of the decades, whatever. <gasps> they did a lot of Taylor Swift though, and I didn't. I love Taylor Swift, but I don't want to hear it in an orchestra. I don't like. <gasps> Shut up. I don't hate. I just. 
but I think that's all that's all we really did. We went to a restaurant in Chicago that like like a very classic steakhouse. Okay, um, where? Chicago Cut. We went there. Yeah. And how was it? It was good. I liked it. That's it? I, the one thing that was my favorite thing that nobody else really does in Chicago except for like a few other restaurants was um, they when you order your like sides and mains, they cut your sides up and portion them out for each person so you don't have a ton of plates on the table, which is really nice. Do they do it more like French service? Like they put it on the plate for you? They put it on like a, a side plate for you. So it's not on your main plate. So it is all the sides on the plate? On one plate together, which I didn't... It was cool, but it was also like I didn't want... For example, I didn't want the ma- like the mashed potatoes, but I still got a little side of it, and I didn't want it. So someone else could have eaten it, but now it's on my side plate. So I, I don't care. I would have eaten it. Yeah. It was, just, it was... I don't know. It was good. The food was really good. Um, all right. I guess... I don't know. Like, Valentine's Day in general in the industry is kind of a crazy thing. Like how i feel like the only industry that really gets affected monumentally is like service industry and then maybe like like obviously florists florists and, and then chocolate chocolate jewel, yeah jewelry stores chocolate stores whatever what? um Valentine's but, day is just such a fucking amateur hour. <laughs> i yeah I know. I know it's people like people that go out two times a year yeah it's for valentine's day or three times valentine's day birthday and new year's yeah stay the fuck home <laughs> like i've never seen so un- so much uncomfortability like people are so uncomfortable people are so awkward people like have no idea what's going on people don't understand that they're completely slammed on a fucking random tuesday in february yeah, and it takes a little random. bit longer People want crazy fucking requests. Oh my gosh! I, I look through flowers. I want a bottle of. Uh, can we get a free bottle of wine? Do you guys have chocolates? Do you yeah. Guys, can you do this? 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 Can you rub my significant other's back? Shut the fuck up. If you want to do that shit ahead of time? Call the restaurant. Make notes. Bring your fucking flowers. Whatever you need to be provided at the table. Yeah. And then tip the people that put it together like I'm not, nobody's gonna randomly go out of the way because you think you're so special out of the <laughs> fucking seven whatever billion people in the world that are probably also having it well if you're not single are having a valentine's day like uh-uh, no, no no you can't just these expectations are unrealistic and especially if you think we're going to give it to you for free be fucking for yeah. real <laughs> No, it's funny because um, my coworkers and I on Valentine's Day, we were looking through like notes on our reservation app we use. We use Open Table, and you can see what people request in their Crazy. guest notes. It's so, it was so funny on Valentine's Day. Like people were saying, like, it's our five year anniversary. And one girl was like, I'm coming with my friend. Make us feel special. We're single. And like, nobody cares about your Valentine's Day. It's, no, it's really funny because when you, I remember like, looking at open table for the first time like the app and seeing like you can write in your own requests whatever like thinking that it actually meant something when you put in like birthday or like you put in requests that you have and it does like if i see a birthday at my table or an anniversary like i'll do something a little extra but if you like are putting in requests like asking for specific things like it's it's not a great note to start on because you're like okay i don't know i feel like the best thing is when you like let a like a venue know that something's you're celebrating something and then when you get there and they just do things out of the kindness of their hearts like to surprise you okay i'm i'm willing to do things within reason but i'm not a fucking million dollar matchmaker okay 
Don't expect anything fucking crazy and extravagant because you think you're the most important person in the room on your two-year anniversary. <laughs> I'm not doing shit. Have you you're ever... You're getting your fucking free little dessert with a candle. You guys can blow out together and enjoy yourselves. Maybe a half split of fucking cheap-ass Prosecco, but... I'm sorry. There are yeah. like fucking 500 other people that are coming in tonight who majority of them are also celebrating things. I don't know what crosses people's mind when they make these outlandish requests of wanting like super special things. Yeah, that's true. Can I have rose petals at the table, like on the booth? Yeah. We want the best seat in the restaurant. Like I just, that I don't get. Uh, we want a we seat overlooking the entire restaurant. I just, my theory is that people that do that, like have never worked in a restaurant in their lives, obviously. And like, I don't know. They just must not be very much fun to be around. My whole thing is like, thank God I'm not the one answering this phone. I'd be like, yeah, it'll be a hundred bucks if you want the best seat. Like, you know, I'd start charging people for things. You want, you <laughs> You're want a good be, salesman. Yeah, you want to be special? Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. Come on, Venmo me 150 <laughs> bucks. I'll give you something nice. You know, I'll run across the street, get you flowers. It's 200 bucks. It's a little bit of a premium, but at least you'll get table side service with it. Like, <laughs> nah, this ain't free. Well, also like, you have to turn everything into a two top. Like the venues that I work for, like we had to turn every table into a two top. Like even like event spaces were turned into two top rooms. Like it was insane. The best is when you get like a, you have like a six top, like, like a, like a long table and you Mm -hmm. put like just some like stupid ass foliage or like a plant between like, the middle chairs and then people on each side. What? I mean, I've worked at restaurants that have done that. That is so funny. Well, yeah, because it's like you have like, what, 500 covers, but it's all two tops. So like, how do you find the room for that? It's impossible. And people get pissed off because everybody wants to fucking go out on Tuesday for Valentine's Day. And then you're trying to accommodate all these people and you're like, okay, well, unfortunately, I have to do a two hour time limit. Yeah. Yeah, People are like, which is a long time. You're going to put a two hour time limit on our fucking, nobody cares. (laughs) Go home. Like you guys can't spend time with each other at home. Um, have you ever seen like a proposal or anything crazy on Valentine's Day? I don't know how many Valentine's Day yeah. days you've, you've worked, but uh, well, I've never seen one. In, I've seen them. I've never been the, the server of one. I've never been the server. I have been a server for a, um, an I'm sorry ring. What? Yeah. What is that? Um, I'm, I think this dude might've cheated on this girl. Um, <laughs> It's, what it's very high tense like tension dinner the whole time towards the end um it seemed like the girl was just kind of putting up with this dude she did not seem very impressed with the whole thing he would look like he was trying extremely hard to whatever like accommodating whatever she would have ever imagined as what she would have wanted um around dessert time he comes up to me with um like a ring case yeah. And I'm like, okay. Did you think he was proposing at and first? Or he hands it to me. He's like, hey, bring this out with dessert. My fat ass runs straight to the back. I'm like, I ain't fucking doing this. <laughs> don't include me in your proposal. <laughs> like, I'm in the back. Like, I don't want to do this. It's weird. Well, and you've seen her the whole time, like, being pissed off. Yeah, and she like- looks pissed off. Like, first of all, I'm not going to bring this out and then instantly have her look at him being like, fuck no. I don't want anything to do with you. Like, I didn't know what was getting involved. No. So, whatever. Okay, I'm I'm being dramatic. I did end up doing it. (laughs) Of course you did. And I go out there, and I'm handing desserts the, like, I have it on a tray, and I have, like, the little 
ring thing on a tray too. So I drop off the desserts and I was like, well, we have one more special gift for you, ma'am. Oh, it's so fucking cheesy. And I hand it to her and she looks me dead in the face like <laughs> with no emotion. And I'm like, I looked at her and it just kind of was like, like it's from him and I, you run away. I, yeah, I was like, I kind of mouth like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, just, Wait, <laughs> I was just told to do this, bitch. I'm just doing it. Don't look at me like that. And um, don't shoot the there messenger. was just like an awkward stare between like her, like blankly staring with no emotion and me with like a half smile, like dead eyes being like, mm-hmm, yeah, I was told to do this. And um, it probably lasts for like 10 seconds. And then he finally was like, yeah, babe, like, I just I wanted to get you something special, like you know, like we had like a bit of a rough patch. Was it a ring or what was it? It was a I don't know, like some fucking promise ring or something. I'd be more mad that he got me like a stupid promise ring. I don't know what it like, was. Like, get me a necklace or a bracelet. Don't so, get a ring. It was so weird, and I like just like slowly walked away. She was not impressed, by the way. It did oh, not no. change her mood. She was like even more annoyed that like he had called so much attention and like involves people with them. Everyone probably thought they were getting like getting married. Well, like, that's what I thought. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Damn. You know, like, should I have somebody recording this? I'm like, <laughs> oh, that. there's another thing. I don't like restaurant proposals. Oh, yeah. Never. It's so cheesy. Never. Ever. It's so cliche, like, like you didn't think about it. Yeah, and then like everyone around you is like in their own world, in there. Because when you go to a restaurant, I don't really notice people around me unless I'm like purposely trying to watch people. Like, I'll go to like a little lounge and like have a cocktail and like look around and oh, I observe. Love people watching. Yeah, like a, 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 there's a time and a place, but at a place like the places you've worked, that's not what I'm doing. If I'm at a nice restaurant, that's very no. Involved. Um. Yeah, I'm very much focused on like the food, the wine, the drinks, the people I'm with. If I'm at like a cocktail lounge where it's only drinks, like then I might people watch. But like, if I hear clapping all of a sudden, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like, it's, it's like more the, confusion than anything. It's the pity clap for me. Like the oh, tables yeah. are like, oh my god, congratulations. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> don't drop or drag us into your. Now that you get better taxes, I don't care. <laughs> Me alone. Is it really that much better? I don't think so. What I've heard, it's not much better. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I think we have time for one more segment and then we'll do our game. A majority of this whole podcast was you traveling the world. I know, but it was funny. It was something. All right. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so this is actually from a magazine from Chicago, chicagomag.com. It's an article from 2018. Uh, and it's called, oh, it's written by Lena Singer, and it's called Restaurant Industry Vets Share Their Valentine's Day Horror Stories. The best thing I've ever read. I cannot wait to tell you all, right. all about it. I'll listen. All right. The first story is called Drunken Dessert. Uh, it was submitted by Alex Bachman. He was a beverage consultant at Folk Art Restaurant Management. Um, he said that he was working at Charlie Trotter's back in the mid-2000s, there was a couple who came in a lot and had a reputation for over imbibing, which means like getting too drunk. <laughs> um, by dessert, they were hammered. We poured them some dessert wine, and that's when I realized that the gentleman thought the votive candle, which had been on the table the entire meal, was part of his dessert medley. Ew. <laughs> Ew. It was still lit when he poked his fork into it, but as he brought the hot wax to his mouth, he extinguished it. 
He then ate it and removed the little foil holder and put it on the table. He never said a word. Neither did his wife. Thoughts? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even, the thing is, is my face. <laughs> my face shows everything. I, I was, the whole time I read that, I was picturing you being the server. I I would. I wouldn't even. Have, I would have just like made the just the dumbest face, the worst face, <laughs> and I would have just walked away. You just I'm smiled. not gonna tell somebody that. I'm not gonna embarrass them. Yeah. No. But did you like it? <laughs> mm, it's one of our number one selling desserts. It's a delectable item. <laughs> you want to order a second one? No. The way he the way he blew it out and then ate it is the funniest part. Like I can. You think like it was some fucking kind of creme brulee type shit? What the I bet fuck? they're. But I bet that's a fun couple to hang out with though. Like it's their one of their regulars. They probably swingers. If that's I mean I don't know. So there's a couple that came in a lot and had a reputation for over imbibing. I didn't know that was a word. Over. Imbibing. Over imbibing. It means like over drinking, I think. Overindulging. Yeah, they do kind of sound fun to be honest. Yeah, I'd probably hang out with them. I know you would. But like Billy, <laughs> dude, like you get, He's like platonically, platonically. You gotta cut out on the wax eating. Like you can't I can't That's, hang around you, know, you. You keep eating all the candles at restaurants, you can't hang out anymore. Where are they now? I would love to know. <laughs> probably shitting out the wax. <laughs> I know. Okay, the next one is called Ditching Your Date. Um, it was submitted by John Mannion. He was a chef owner at La Serena Clandestina and El Che Bar. Um, all right, it reads Not as, El Che Steakhouse? I think, is this El Che Bar? I don't know. El Che. This was written in 2018, so is a lot of these Chicago? restaurants might be gone. Yeah. El Che is in Chicago. Yeah, it's still Yeah, this it's is a, a Chicago magazine. It's a steakhouse. Article. Okay, yes, I already told you. It's a Chicago magazine. All these are Chicago chefs and well, servers. I know, but. Well, now you know more. It's El Che Steakhouse. Okay, well, it says LJ Bar and uh, and Steakhouse. The chef owner submitted that. The, sh- the owner did? Yeah, the chef owner. I don't What's know what that name? means. John Mannion. I'm going to come in and sell my shit. <laughs> John Mannion, so, you want to buy my product? No, no. Um, all right, it says, Sometime in the late 90s, while I was the chef at Moss in Wicker Park, we decided to do this extravagant four-course aphrodisiac menu for Valentine's Day. Pause in the story. What the fuck would be in an aphrodisiac menu? Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, that was my stomach. That was you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't oysters. know, but it sounds fun. <laughs> I would sign up. It's just four courses of oysters. <laughs> aphrodisiac? What does that mean? It's like it's food that makes you horny. Oh, I thought it was supposed to like make me like see things. <laughs> Oysters make you horny? What? No, no, no. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Oysters what do you mean make you see things? What I don't do you- know. <laughs> <laughs> What's an aphrodisiac? Uh, what I don't word? even want to spell He's that. Googling aphrodisiac. How do you spell that? Did you spell it A-F-R? It's A-P-H-O. Yeah, I spelled it with an F. And, <laughs> and what? Who's going to stop me? My FBI agent on my phone's like this dumbass fuck. <laughs> Aphrodisiac. A food or drink that stimulates sexual desire. Yeah, so it's Valentine's Day. It's fitting. So okay, like, so oysters. Imagine going to dinner with a oysters a, are an aphrodisiac. Yes, red wine is an aphrodisiac. Oh, in particular, the zinc in oysters may increase testosterone levels and may help levels of dopamine. Hmm. Mm. I thought it was just the act of eating one. Wow. <laughs> Hold on a second here. 
red ginseng artichokes. Yeah. Asparagus. You should cook dinner for your boyfriend one night and do only aphrodisiac. This is what I'm going to cook. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm okay. going to have a side of spicy chili peppers <laughs> tossed with artichokes and asparagus and oysters. <laughs> you cannot cook, like make an oyster. And then for dessert, it's going to be strawberries, watermelons, figs, and chocolate. Ooh, that sounds kind of good. Yeah, because apparently those are what gets you horny. I don't know. Yeah. And coffee. You thought it, what did you think it was like a psychedelic dinner? Yeah. 100%. Okay. So seeing things. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? I was like, are you eating the worm in the tequila or what? No. Okay, well, we need to go back to the story. Sometime in the late nineties, while I was the chef at Moss and Wicker Park, we decided to do this extravagant four course aphrodisiac menu for Valentine's Day. I saw a guy leaving the restaurant via a fire door. He looked like he was bouncing on his check, but then I realized he'd been sitting with a woman. With two courses to go, he ditched her. We offered to comp her the food they'd already eaten, but she was like, no, I'm going to finish. Then she proceeded to eat not just her food, but his too. It was a feat. There was lobster, veal Oscar, and because it was the 90s, molten chocolate cake. We poured tequila for her after dinner, and she hung out at the bar with us until the end of the night. Then she left with another dude. Well, just hold on. And a second here. Where's the other dude come in? He's probably at the bar too. What a little, I like her. What a fox, I know. I wonder what she said to make this guy leave. She I said, bet she's like a badass bitch. You want she's a like, sneaky link? Like what? Yeah, who knows? But she like finished the entire aphrodisiac menu and then like found another guy to go home with. Apparently it works. But Valentine's Day is not like a first date. god no please don't ever no so i wonder like was that her boyfriend and like he walked out on her like what the fuck happened you know i don't know if if he did he messed up because she's a good girl that's a power move that if she just did that wait so if it's an aphrodisiac menu there was lobster veal oscar molten chocolate cake veal oscar and lobster aphrodisiacs i don't know you just looked it up i just found out what the fuck it is (laughs) okay Next story is on proposals. That's why I asked you this earlier, because this one is really good. Okay, this comes from David Barabal, general manager at Blackbird. Um, And he said, before I came to Chicago, I was working at an elegant restaurant in San Francisco. A customer had informed us he was going to propose to his girlfriend. He had met with the maitre d', picked out a table, and told us when he was going to do it. After the cheese course and before dessert. We decided that we would bring out a plate of all these special sweets with congratulations written on it with a candle and two glasses of champagne. Oh, God. I already <laughs> so, know what happens. Jake, stop. So the cheese course is over, and the waiter comes to the table and presents the plate with the candle and the note. The woman has a blank look. The boyfriend's jaw drops. Then he says to the server, I haven't done it yet. The server looks at the plate. He looks at the couple. Then he just blows out the candle, turns around, and walks back into the kitchen. <laughs> that's my me. favorite one. That's me. I'd be like, oh, I don't. Can you imagine how embarrassing? I would have just said, "Oh, sorry, wrong table." Oh, 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 oh table thirty-six. Sorry, it's just table. Didn't see that. He's this is like, table twenty-six. He's my like, bad. Fire in table twenty-six. Fire. Like, I, I, okay. Oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. This is the wrong table. Yeah. This oh, food I'm, yeah. And then he I goes. Just started today. I don't know. <laughs> and it's my first day. I'm sorry. I mean, to be fair, like this guy should not have even told them he was going to do this. I think that like warning them is almost a worse idea. Like let them watch it themselves too. 
like inform them that it's gonna happen and then don't tell them when maybe or like don't be fucking weird just do it at the end like everybody else don't try to mingle it in in the middle yeah, because well, after it's it all complicated. Also, I've never been to a restaurant that has a cheese course and then dessert. What is that? Have you ever done that? You, I mean, you, uh, I don't know what kind of restaurant could. this was. Will you Google the menu of this restaurant what, when it exists? Blackbird. Uh, no. Wait. Oh, wait. Before I came to Chicago, I was working at an elegant oh. restaurant in San Francisco. So it's not Blackbird. It's a different restaurant in San Francisco. That would take us hours. <laughs> How interesting. Mm. I would be so embarrassed. I would quit, I think. I would not even go back to the table if that happened to me. No, I'd come back and be like, did you do it yet? Can I bring <laughs> it to dessert? Are you ready now? I was always kind of brassy with my tables. They liked I it. feel like you got to kind of wait for like somebody to react or have some applause or something, you know? I don't know. I think it's about that time to head into our game, though. Jake, do you have your game notes? Yeah, I think so. Okay, our game of the week. Um, We did this one recently, but it was from a TikTok that we saw. So for this one, I wrote our own things. Jake and I wrote our own responses to this. It's industry things that would send a Victorian child into a coma, and neither of us can laugh or smile um for people that don't know what a victorian child is what do you mean what is it (laughs) like what do you not know what a victorian child is picture Uh, this picture this kind of england 1812 i think that's the age like the like like, i'm talking like the black plague before like yeah like the black plague yeah okay yeah i can fit into that or maybe like between the black plague and the spanish flu perfect okay you know, yeah. yeah i'm talking pre feeling, i'm feeling i'm, I'm talking right pre-titanic but you know after this after the revolutionary war like you don't have electricity yet but you you have candles no you do have electricity <laughs> but it's no you have gas so you use i don't fucking know you got a lantern google victorian child right now good enough you got those big ass google children. victorian child. no that's close enough okay keep going okay whatever um all right so are we film a TikTok while we do this? No. Okay, well that's boring. Whatever. Okay, I'll start, and then you you just read consecutively after me, but you only read one at a time. Okay. I told you this. I can't read. You can read. All right. Things that would industry things that would send a Victorian child into a coma. Blue cheese stuffed olives. Yeah. No, okay, you don't fine. react. You just okay. have to say yours. Victorian children that would... <laughs> what am I supposed to say? No, just say the first thing on your list. It says your name next to it. Jake. Don't read your name. <laughs> Victorian children things that would have... Been. No. <laughs> Industry things that would send a Victorian child into a coma. There it is. You don't have to read it. QR everything. codes. Just QR codes? QR code menus. <laughs> you can't read, can you? No. <laughs> um yeah they would okay sorry i can't react a rushed wine tasting right before your shift think about it i like that <laughs> doing liquor inventory edible flower garnishes using a torch and a drink smoker usually they would use that to start villages on fire but <laughs> 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Gluten-free menus. A really dirty martini. Taxes. <laughs> Shotgunning a Red Bull. <laughs> I like that. Just picture you're a Victorian child before anything was, before light was invented, and you see these things. For the these first people time. have just been living like off the earth, and then you well, give yeah. them a fucking Red Bull. You give them a gluten free menu, they're like, what's gluten? Yeah. What is gluten? I don't even know what gluten is. God. Pushing tables together to build a 20 top. That, that I think they would understand. <laughs> they had big families. They just usually all died by the time they were That's 20. That's true. Using a handheld POS system. Using like, a so Wait, what? Toast is like the only one. Yeah. Using a soda gun. <laughs> <laughs> so many options. Desserts that come with a sparkler. That would, I would pass away. The cows are running. <laughs> bottle service girls when they bring out the bottle standing on the line okay this sounds very specific a poorly made dirty shirley why does it have to be poorly made because sometimes when a dirty shirley is poorly made it just like you know i think it hits a shiver i think any kind of dirty shirley they would be kind of uncomfortable with they, they're like what the fuck is this it's like McDonald's carbonated Sprite. blood Ew, it kind of is like um, blood. oysters menus that light up when you open them where the fuck are you what in a club oh yeah have you ever been to one when you open it and it blinds you and you're like jesus christ yeah it's fucked up why do they do that i don't know well, I'm glad we didn't make a TikTok because you're not very good at that game. I can't read. <laughs> it's also so small. Can you think of anything off the top of your head right now that would be something that would send a Victorian child into a coma? Oh, God. Um, In the industry. Uh, bottle service. <laughs> Yeah, in general. There's a lot of things I wrote, like, in general. Bottle service would be very uncomfortable. They're like, what the fuck? I feel like, honestly... There's just be so many things you'd be seeing for the first time. I feel like this applies to Amish people. (laughs) No? I don't know. I actually saw a bunch of Amish people in Branson. Yeah, no, they have a big community. Full circle. No, but... Yeah, I I always have wondered. We maybe we should interview an Amish person. You think we could find? Well, one? where would we get one? Does anybody know any Amish? Yeah, send them our way. No, but I I've always wondered like, what do they know? Do they know everything? Or, I mean, they made shows about it. There's reality shows. They about make it. really nice furniture. They do make really good furniture. Expensive. Mm-hmm. It's handmade. Like crate but, like, and barrel, but the better. show Breaking Amish, like one of the things that they do in that show, because they live in New York for like six months, they go to clubs, they they go out, they do all kinds of things, and they they seem like they know what they're getting into. Like they don't seem like they're a Victorian child. Well, yeah, I wouldn't compare Amish to Victorian child because they know what the outside world is. Yeah, they're just seen not allowed it. to live it. Yeah, I think they're all aware of it. They probably learn about it's it. It's Like the same thing, in like summer garden. I feel like it's the same as like. We don't live Amish lives, but we yeah. kind of know what well, they do. If I the first time I ever churned butter, I'd probably go into a coma. Truffle butter. Truffle butter. Oh, never mind. 
<laughs> I was going a different direction. Okay, well, I think that the listeners have had enough of us today. I think it's time to call it. I thought they had enough of us when the fucking podcast started. Yeah, probably. It didn't have a good start either. Whatever. It was a beautiful start. Watch this be their favorite episode ever. Stop ruining it for me. I'm Shut living. I'm li- All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I think on this industry Sunday, I want you to take, we've been drinking high noons, so go chug some high noons. No, she's been drinking Monaco's. Don't let her lie to you. Oh yeah. I had two Monaco's. He's had a high noon. He's on his like fourth high noon. What I, cause I saw this at a bar last Saturday, would like you guys to do is a PB and J shot. What is that? I don't know. It looked gross. You don't know what it is and I, you're telling him to get it. I think it go was, ask your bartender. I think it was screwball. Whis- it has to be screwball. Shh, I'm not finished. Screwball whiskey and grenadine. No, no, no. Whatever the pomegranate favorite liqueur is. Oh, Pama. Poma. No. Pama. No. What are you making up right now? That's not a word. Pama. Pomegranate. I can't think of it right now, but I know what it is. It's very. It's. It's not. Quantro. Watch it just be grenadine. <laughs> oh, Pama is a. I told you. Take now. Apologize to me. Maybe it's everyone. not pomegranate. Okay, whatever. Shambord. It's shambord and screwball. All right. Quiet. Thank you guys for listening. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back to industry. Welcome Sunday. back to the end of Industry Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, take your shots of PB and J. Drink your high noons and Monaco's, and come back next week. Please. Please come back next week. Please. please. Tell your friends. I'll give you a kiss. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. (laughs)